All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. Another Friday edition of Daily Faceoff Live. It is October 13th, Friday the 13th. Frank, are you superstitious? Are you walking around all careful today? No, I'm not. Not even in the least bit. But it would have been spooky if your Phillies blew it last night. Yes, my hockey number for a while was 13, so it does not, doesn't scare me. Yeah, I'm not a superstitious guy either. Uh, welcome into Daily Faceoff Live, presented by Botano. The game starts now at Botano.ca. The show is live on the Daily Faceoff YouTube, and we're looking for some Friday hashtag Ask DFO questions. So if you got them, drop them in the YouTube chat. Frank, the early theme this year in the NHL, star power, and that's where we're going to start with today's show you look back at the first couple of days Elias Pettersson a four goal night or a four point performance Austin Matthews buries a hat trick Pasternak Kucherov Rantanen all picking up two goals in their season opener and last night Jack Hughes joined the party a big couple of markers for Jack Hughes in his season opener in 18 minutes of ice time he pops home two goals and he leads the Devils to a 4-3 win over Detroit a little bit of a nail biter with a late goal from the Detroit Red Wings but Frank I want to make this into a bit of a conversation about Hughes and maybe his ability to push himself into the tier of Austin Matthews and Nathan McKinnon and those pieces two goals is a great way to get things rolling the Devils centerman looks like he is going to take maybe a bit of a bigger step forward than even he did last year when he put up 99 points. I think he's already there. Okay. I, I don't think there's any question in my mind that he's already in that category of players. There's maybe 10 to 17 of them in the league, depending on how you look at it. 
at all across all positions. Call them the franchise players. Jack Hughes is one. And I just love the creativity, the shiftiness, the speed. It all comes at you at once. And, you know, when you look at at living up to the hype, like there wasn't the, you know, massive sort of, you know, this is a generational type talent, even when he was picked number one overall in 2019. But the way his game has progressed, the way that he's been able to figure out playing in the NHL, the way that he's been able to add strength, um, I think has really transformed his game in a big way. The first couple of years I watched him, I was like, I think every time you, he, he gets hit, you were bracing for, man, I hope someone doesn't crush him. And now when he has the puck, it's like, get out of his way. Yeah, I, I compare his career arc very similar to Nathan McKinnon. You go back through the early stages of McKinnon's career, 60 points, 38 points, 52 points. It wasn't until his fifth season in the league when he finally had a point-per-game season. When the Avs committed to him with that contract that was right around the neighborhood of $6.5 million, that first extension, a lot of people were like, whoa, why are you giving this guy $6 million when he hasn't proven he can be a star yet? You compare that to Hughes, and he wasn't a point-per-game until last season when he popped for 99 and Frank, when a lot, when they gave him that $8 million extension, a lot of people were sitting there going, what's the rush to commit to this guy? We don't know if he's even going to be your number one center. That might be Nico Hishar. And now you look, I mean, an $8 million AAV for Jack Hughes. You're laughing. He's the 43rd highest paid player by cap hit in the NHL. And that deal is just going to keep getting better. It's an insane contract. He's the new McKinnon deal, yeah. like chronically underpaid. But I think if you're Jack Hughes and you're his his representatives, you're also sitting there probably having a similar type conversation that McKinnon is, which is like, yeah, 64 million, I might lose a few in the meantime, but God forbid I get hurt. God forbid I don't get to the level that I think I should. 64 million bucks, I'll never have to work again. So that's um, it's it's life-changing money in that regard, and you take that security whenever you can get it. They're totally different players, Uh Nathan yeah. McKinnon is, is all force of nature. Jack Hughes is freak of nature. And yet the career arc production wise, as you mentioned, is actually kind of similar. Um, I, I just think the way he continues to, to go, like I see a jump from 99 to 115 and he's only going to continue to get better as the New Jersey devils are better around him. And uh, they go and pick up, Timo Meyer, full season of him coming this year. Tyler Toffoli looked real nice on that Devils top line in the season opener. Devils are 1-0 to start the season. Let's move on, but we'll stay in the East, stay in the division. The Columbus Blue Jackets are 0-1, and Blue Jackets fans were holding their breath last night when Zach Porensky went down. And, I mean, really, it Zach looked like... Zach Porensky, he must hate the Flyers. Yeah. Last year, get a 13th game of the year against the Flyers, that shoulder injury that kept him out for the rest of the year. He only had six minutes of ice time in that game, had a goal and an assist, boom, shoulder injury, you're done. Yeah, and then in his first game back last night, you're thinking, oh my God, is this guy going to be out long-term again? And thankfully, I guess, it's a short-term injury. He's week to week, but he has been placed on the IR, Frank. That's a big blow for a Columbus a, team that really wanted to get momentum out of the gates. A quad contusion is what they're calling it, and it obviously kind of looked... Somewhat knee on knee. Garnet Hathaway isn't a dirty player, so I don't think that was the intent. But you can see his knee connect with the quad and how much that must have hurt. Um, it, it's just a tough start for a guy that you know you're expecting him to 
quarterback this team and be the guy that really helps push the Blue Jackets back closer towards competing, even though it's only a week or two, it still hurts. Yeah, uh, if you want to talk about maybe a little bit of silver lining in this for Blue Jackets fans, they're going to get a chance to get an up-close look at David Juracek now. And just from what I've heard about this guy, Frank, I think there's a chance he comes up and never goes back down. I think he might make such an impact in two weeks that they're just like, damn, we need this guy here. Yeah, I'd be surprised if that you know doesn't happen because I think he's that good. You see his numbers here last year, like, Keep in mind, 38 points is only in 55 games. And it's not just the production. He skates and moves super well. He's got the size. He's got everything that you would want in a sixth overall pick, a lottery range pick for the Columbus Blue Jackets. And certainly one of the pillars of the future of the team. Denton Matejchuk is another guy that they're really counting on in a big way in the near future to be part of this Blue Jackets team with Rowensky and Provorov and Severson. So those guys are going to round out the six. It's a bit crowded right now. We mentioned earlier in the week that they're trying to move a defenseman. Uh, Bokvist was a healthy scratch for opening night, and so was Ken Johnson. But Tyler, you're going to have to explain that to me. It's a head scratcher is that healthy scratching. I, You look at his production last year, he was good. And I mean, unless there's something going on behind the scenes that isn't coming out, I don't know why you aren't giving this guy a chance to get reps. Again, I suppose Pascal Vincent's maybe trying to send a message, get a hold of the locker room. I don't know what the logic here is, Frank. I can't find it. This dude should be playing, even if you're like, hey, he didn't have a great camp. He's one of your top prospects. He's one of the most important pieces of your future. This guy needs to grow, and he's not going to grow sitting in the press box. You hear Pascal Vincent continue to talk about it, and he says, we want to play with pace. He's trying to send a message that Ken Johnson isn't playing with the right pace. I don't think it's anything locker room driven or anything like that, but I just Ken Johnson is one of the most exciting young players to watch. Um, he's got all of the talent and skill that you'd want to have in your lineup. And for a guy that put in 40 points on a miserable team last year, I, I don't, I just don't get it. And to do it on opening night, at least give him a chance yeah. during the regular season to prove that he can't keep up, not just some training camp practices and preseason games. We're probably spending a bit too much time on this, but there is one other thing I want to talk to you about. I would not blame any fans if they weren't keeping tabs on the Columbus Blue Jackets during training camp, but they might have tuned in last night and gone, Patrick Laine is a centerman now? What? <laughs> uh, they're expecting big things from Patrick Laine this year, so why not? Yeah, our boy Stephen Ellis is in the chat. He agrees with you on Eurocheck. He says, if he goes back to the AHL, I'll be shocked. It may just be the start of a very long NHL career for Eurocheck in Columbus. Let's move to a story that is kind of coming down the pipe today it's making news at least on twitter frank making or grabbing some attention and that's daniel alfredson on the ice with the ottawa senators a reunion with alfie for me this signals that it signals a good culture sign in ottawa i suppose is what i'm trying to say it's good to have this guy back after years of you want to call it tension with the organization do we know anything yeah do we know anything about a potential official role coming up here now that we're getting these videos of alfredson on the ice so I think they're trying to come up with a title, whatever that might be. But the official plan is to have Daniel Alfredson working directly with Sens players and owners. I don't know if that's it's probably not going to be some like assistant coach title. It might be something in player development. I envision it really along the lines of what um, 
Henrik and Daniel Sedin are doing in Vancouver. Like I was at training camp there. Both guys are on the ice and you're like, holy smokes, what a lineup for the Canucks. These coaches could take almost anyone in the league. You've got Tockett and Foot and and the Sedins out there. Like it, it's uh, Sergey Gonter. It's crazy to see the talent on the coaching staff. I digress. This is a hugely significant day for the Sens. And when you see Michael Anlauer come in and say that he's going to do things right, this is one way you do it. You bring back your cultural icons, your franchise icons, and you bring them back into the fold regardless of whatever it takes. You mend the fence. It wasn't his fault that things were frosty with the Sens. It was Eugene Melnick. And Eugene Melnick passed away a couple years ago. Like it's, this is now a totally new era for the Sens. And I think it's really important in an organization where he stands alone really as the star player. They've had a bunch of other very popular players, but no one has ever really gotten close to Daniel Alfredson's level. Maybe aside from Eric Carlson that they they need to have people like that around the team and supporting the team because it brings all eras of fans back into the fold as well. That if Daniel Alfredson's getting on board, you should be too. They got to get their cap situation sorted out here. And I know we had another question in the chat. We we talked about that a lot yesterday. Um, but off the ice, it feels like And Lauer is doing a lot of things that the fan base has been clamoring for. And he's only been around for, what, a couple of weeks here so. Good signs off the ice in Ottawa, or I suppose we could say on the ice with Alfredson skating with the club. Let's move along to a Saturday preview, Frank. But before we get there, we've got some breaking news heading into the weekend. The Colorado Avalanche just officially announcing that they've agreed to terms with Devin Taves on a seven-year contract extension. Yes, Frank, you got to get it out there. You got to tweet it. Uh, no word from the Avs on the AAV on this contract, but... He was scheduled to be a free agent coming up here. That is a big, big to-do item checked off by Avalanche GM Chris McFarland. Uh, do you know anything about maybe the numbers that were being discussed in all of this? And also maybe just talk a little bit about what a big, big, again, check this is for McFarland. Um, just checking on the AAV of that. I'll see if I can get that for you shortly. I, I wouldn't even really want to hazard a guess because... Okay. This guy's really good, and seven years of Devon Taves of all UFA money are going to be really expensive. Um, 50-point seasons, the yin to Kale McCarr's yang, like he's he's got it all. It's uh, it's 7.25 times seven, sources say. So there you go. Um, Look at that. Insider work live on the show, Frank. I love it. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, you mentioned the ying to Kale McCarr's yang. Like, I mean, if we ever get back to best on best hockey, like that's a pairing for team Canada right there. Right. Like you just put them in pen right at the top of the lineup. Like he is that good. And I, I think maybe for some casual fans, he gets a little overshadowed by all the star power in Colorado. Um, but I, if I still can't AAB believe the Islanders traded him, like I just, it was like, you look at what that team's missing, and I know Dobson came in and really added some production for them on the back end, but the cap crunch was there, and they got rid of the wrong guy. And all they got was a couple of second-round picks. It's not even like you were able to fish out a top-15 draft pick for this guy or anything like that. Some like, of Joe Sackick's best work, a huge part of their cup win, and just that abs team is locked and loaded. Like They've got McKinnon locked up, and they've got McCarr locked up. 
they're not going anywhere anytime soon. And I think what's been really fun to watch, even though it's only one game, but the start of the season for the abs is they they look to me like a team, you know, Tyler, you always tweet out this emoji and it cracks me up. It's like, you know, uh, you know, sort of like blowing the the air out of your nose, the and they <laughs> yeah. got a chip on their shoulder. That's like the abs emoji for this season. So uh I don't know if I properly explain that emoji, but that's that's what I feel like they're they're a good team that couldn't get it together last year and now are in really good shape. 29 years old, that cap it coming in right around $7 million should put him right around 26th in terms of where he ranks in cap hits amongst defensemen. So some nice work there by the abs. Quickly, before we get to George Richards, Frank, a little Saturday preview. We got a handful of really exciting games on tap tomorrow night. Connor Bedard is in Montreal. We got the Oilers and Canucks rematch after that 8-1 drubbing earlier in the week. I'll be watching to see if the Pittsburgh Penguins can put forth a bit of a better performance in their second game of the season tonight. Uh, What are you watching this weekend? What's one game that's grabbed your attention? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Oh, you put me on the spot. Um, I I'm curious to see what Connor Bedard's first game in Canada looks like on Saturday night. Yeah. Will there be any increased attention? Uh, Toronto, of course, on Monday will be a, a different story as well. But Bell Center on a Saturday night, uh, kind of nothing better. And I would say, yeah, Canucks Oilers rematch is pretty damn good too after an eight-one loss in Van and some puke in, in the helmet. Yeah, that was uh, that was a nasty one. Some vomit on both sides of that matchup literal figurative uh we need to give some love to connor c in the youtube chat frank who correctly predicted before you broke it 7.2 million dollars for taves he's demanding that you give him credit on the tweet when you send it out well well done connor and thanks for watching (laughs) all right let's move along to our big segment today and get to george richards talk a little panthers All 32 is brought to you by Botano. Maybe you want to get in, throw some money on Frank's Philadelphia Phillies or get in on the NHL action this weekend. The game starts now at Botano.ca, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. George Richards from Florida Hockey Now joining us 
on the show. George, always a pleasure having you on the program. And I want to start a little bit about the game last night, but also maybe a bit of a bigger picture thing here with the Panthers. There was a lot of talk about who's going to be covering for Ekblad and Montour to start the season. Gustav Forsen got a lot of attention. But last night, Oliver Ekman Larson played a team-high 26 minutes. What have been your early impressions of OEL in a Panthers jersey? Well, he looks healthy, right? And that's the, that's been the big thing for him the past couple of years, especially last season. He broke, broke his foot at the World Championship and um, never really got going with uh, Vancouver. There was a lot of things going on there. And they obviously wrote him a very, very big check just to walk away. So he's definitely got something to prove this season. He's on a one-year deal with Florida, and uh, he's looked really good. He's running the power play. From day one, that was one reason why the Panthers wanted to, to grab him was to throw him in that spot that Brandon Montour had played last year for Florida. So uh, this is a big season for OEL, and he does look healthy. He looks like he fits right in. And like you said, he was logging some huge minutes yesterday, uh, last night, with uh, Gustav Forsling on that top pairing. George, I got to ask you about Spencer Knight. Maybe the writing was on the wall when the Panthers yeah. signed Anthony Stolarz to his deal. Um, obviously, you know, he's the backup right now, and and you've got Sergei Bobrovsky leading the way, but it's pretty rare to see a goalie making four and a half million bucks that was thought of as the future of your franchise starting the year in the AHL. And I, we all know what Spencer Knight went through last season and some of the mental hurdles and obstacles, but... What's the plan? Well, the plan is for him to play. And when you say a guy thought of as the goalie of the future, he still is. Spencer Knight is still the goalie of the future. Um, he is in the first year of a three-year extension that pays him $4.5 million. Obviously signed way before he left the team to, to join the player assistance program. Um, but he's going down to Charlotte to get playing time. And he was sent there in February um, just before he left the team for this, the remainder of the season uh, for the same exact reason. He wasn't going to get any playing time and they felt like in his development, he needs to play. He doesn't need to be sitting behind Sergei Bobrovsky. He doesn't need to be taking the, uh, the morning skate, the scratch skates. Um, he needs to be playing in games. Uh, and, and he seems cool with that. I mean, we talked to him. He, he came to development camp. He had to get a waiver from the NHL to, to, a, to attend development camp with the Panthers. He just wanted to get back with the team, get back in action. And he was, he was like, hey, if I'm in Florida, I'm in Florida. If I'm in Charlotte, I'm in Charlotte. Whatever shall be, shall be. He understands that this is an opportunity for him to get some playing time. Like you said, the writing was on the wall. This was the plan uh, from, from, from July 1. The Panthers targeted Anthony Stolarz. They wanted a good NHL backup goalie. They wanted to solidify their number, you know, their three goalie positions. They feel like they've done so. And now that allows Spencer Knight to go and, and do what he needs to do. So is the plan to stay there all year? I don't think so. Um, I, I, I honestly don't think so. I think that they're just playing it by ear, uh, but there's no rush, right? I mean, Will it become a meritocracy, I guess, is my question. Like, if Spencer Knight's numbers are excellent in, in the AHL, will you bring him back up, and can he supplant Sergei Bobrovsky and be the guy? Time will tell, right? Because, you know, Sergei Bobrovsky, obviously, um, what he did in the playoffs last year, and even the, the, the month prior, 
uh, to, to him getting sick and having Alex Lyon kind of take over for the Panthers. Uh, Sergei Bobrovsky seemed to have turned a corner, and, and he was terrific in the postseason. He's the number one goalie here. He played fine last night, gave up two goals, neither of which were really too bad. Um, but maybe. I mean, we'll have to see. Um, it looked like last December that Spencer Knight was the starting goalie for the Panthers, and then Bobrovsky took it back. So anything can happen over the course of a season. Mm-hmm. Wanted to ask you about Mackie Samuskevich, a big believer in him. Uh, he's cracked the Panthers opening night lineup, of course, makes his NHL debut. This is a kid really highly touted coming out of Michigan, first-round pick. What have you seen from him so far in camp, and what are the Panthers expecting for this season? Well, he certainly believes in himself. I mean, that's the one thing. This kid plays with the utmost of confidence. He told us in development camp, I'm going to be on this Panther roster. That's my goal. I'm going to make opening night. And and here he is. Um, Just a very – I mean, the speed is the first thing you notice. Um, He just flies through the zone, creating chances. Ever since training camp opened, he looks like an NHL kid an NHL player. He does not look lost in any aspect of the game. Um, he's going to be good. Uh, whether he's now, to your to your previous question about Spencer Knight, is he going to be here the whole season? We don't know. Um, you know, he could be sent to Charlotte just to get more games. We'll see how that works as the Panther roster evolves with people coming back and such. But uh, for now, pretty good start for Mackie Samuskevich. He looks like a guy that can play this game at a high level. We'll see if the Panthers can bounce back from that opening night loss. George, we always appreciate catching up with you here on the show. You can find his work at Florida Hockey Now. Enjoy the rest of the season. We'll chat soon, George. All right. Sounds good, fellas. Thanks. Shout out to George Richards. Always enjoy chatting hockey, Ch- chatting some Florida Panthers with him. Our Ask DFO question, Frank, comes from Cedric, who wants us to stay in Florida. He's saying, didn't have or any news on the Tampa Bay goalie situation? Is Johansson really their answer? I I still have a hard time believing that's the case. I said before, and I I will stand by it. I have a hard time believing that if you are ranking all thirty-two teams and their goalies, that Johansson, Johansson, however you pronounce it, is in the somewhere in the 60s, somewhere 60 to 64. Um, he he doesn't really have the track record in his limited NHL sample size to point to to say that he can carry this team for a while. And I think what's maybe even more amazing is that his backup is a guy that played last year in Europe that doesn't also have the the history experience and track record to point to being an NHL goalie or, or really even close to that. So the fact that they haven't snagged anyone yet, haven't traded for anyone speaks to the confidence they have in the rest of their team in front of these guys. But I also think they're just waiting. Consider some of the teams around the league that are play, are carrying three goalies right now. Montreal Canadiens, Caden Primo, what happens with him? The Philadelphia Flyers have three guys on their roster right now. Um, you know, the the Calgary Flames at some point probably have to make a decision with Dan Vladar. Like there is a lot of p- different possibilities. I think what we know most from the Lightning, at least to this point, unless things go haywire, is they don't really have any intention on spending big either assets or salary cap wise on a goalie because 
they know that Vasilevsky's coming back at some point and he does play the lion's share of the games. Yeah. And I've repeated this a few times, but I think it could almost be a blessing in disguise for Tampa, like stay in the hunt, get Vasilevsky back and he could be as fresh as he's ever been down the stretch and into the playoffs. Um, and lights field- a fire maybe for a team that has kind of just coasted through the last few regular seasons. Yeah. Um, on the heels of the Taves extension, Hockey Sense was in the chat and asked, is July 1 going to be boring? All these free agents are just re-upping with their clubs. Um, I, know, I know you've made the prediction in your bold predictions that Steven Stamkos re-ups in Tampa, but there are still some other interesting names out there. Nylander, Pavelski, Toffoli, Montour, Gensel, even Jonathan Marchessault, so Elias Lindholm is still a free agent, Hannafin. If you had to hazard a guess, is there one of those guys you look at and go, they'll be number one on my Frank Cervalli free agent rankings in a few months? Well, I think if he makes it there, it'll probably be Lindholm, but I'm yeah. not convinced that he's going to make it there. I think it's a lot of it's going to be team dependent on how the Flames start, what they're looking like. Are they in the mix? Um, they tried to get an extension done before the season started. Um, I think the best way to say it is it takes two to tango. If the other side isn't engaging, you can't really get any business done. I was thinking about this too, though. This might be a really tough trade deadline. Like I was going through the teams and of the ones that you're expecting to not be competing, there's only so many interesting guys that, that you want to get your hands on as pending UFAs, the traditional rentals. So unless there's teams that are really willing to shake it up and trade core pieces, I don't want to make any predictions, but we could be in for a tough deadline. Yeah, I mean, you do kind of look around, like even the Anaheim Ducks, a team that is expected to not be competing, who do they have to sell off? Like Adam Henrique? Henrique? I mean, that's like, where do you go beyond that? Yeah, that's a good point. You'd have to have like really substantive discussions with other teams. Like look at the Sharks. You could like, you could say goodbye to Hurdle or maybe Logan Couture, but making a deal for those $8 million players in season is really hard to do. Yeah, even looking at teams who I think could maybe take a step back and we're not looking at them as sellers right now, but they could be in a few months. Like if the Islanders were to fall out, I go, but they don't have any rentals to trade. Like all their They're players all are locked up. Yeah. I, I like Sam Reinhardt is a guy for me in Florida. If the Panthers yeah. aren't, if they can't get it together with these injuries to Montour and Ekblad, that maybe Sam Reinhardt would be a guy later in the year. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move along to our Botano Daily Bets here. Uh, not a great night for me last night. Blue Jackets lose. Devils give up a late one and don't cover the puck line despite scoring an empty netter. But Jack Hughes did find the back of the net. That was a plus money bet, so it mitigated our losses a bit. I do have a couple of plays for this evening. A quiet slate in the NHL with just two games. First up, taking the Yotes as dogs against the New Jersey Devils. Devils playing the second of back-to-backs here. They didn't cover the puck line yesterday against the Detroit Red Wings. And I think this Coyotes team is going to be scrappy. Remember, Frank, last year, I was always saying it's a good time to make some money on the Arizona Coyotes. I meant it in the other sense. I was betting against them every night last year. This season, I'm trying to mend my relationship with the Coyotes. I'm hoping Mm. they can send me some money in a positive way. Um, And my second play, a little shot prop parlay for you. Let's get juicy on a Friday night. Jake Gensel easily covered this number in the season opener against the Chicago Blackhawks. Timo Meyer was way under yesterday, but I like him in a bounce back spot tonight. Should be a lot of shots in that Coyotes Devils gang. The shot prop king. Yeah, those two at plus 209. So a couple of real juicy plus money bets for me on a Friday night. Frank, let's wrap up with a little bit of garbage time. What do you got for me? 
So I think one trend that we've noticed this year, not only like teams have been putting out great social media content for years, but that players seem to be more willing and interested to participate. And, you know, we've seen a lot of really good stuff. The Blue Jackets yesterday had an unbelievable video with Adam Fantilli. Like, here I am. I'm sitting at my desk in the morning writing the story about Chris Snow on dailyfaceoff.com and I'm sobbing as I'm as I'm reading it. And then I get through that, I get through our show and I click on the Fantilli video and I'm like, God, why is everyone making me cry today? Why am I so emotional? Uh, his grandparents are what got me in that video. And if you haven't seen it, I retweeted it yesterday. It was so well done. But check this out from the Minnesota Wild. Mom, stop. Your glasses. Oh, it's so good. Howdy, boys. Hey, Gus Boss. Good morning. Good morning. Boss. Good morning. <laughs> the juicy juice. Hey. Oh. Don't make me turn this bus around. So good. Like, so well done. Yeah. And then there's Jacob Middleton. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Brock with the glasses. Like, just willingness to have fun. I think this is part of what makes hockey great. Let's see more of that. Let's see yeah. more personality. We need it. So... Uh, well done by the Minnesota Wild. Just wanted to give them some stick taps. Brock Faber, finding the back of the net last night in the Wild's 2-0 win, and the Gus Bus was in fine form with his first shutout of the season as well. That is going to be a wrap on a week of shows that finally featured some talk about meaningful hockey games. It felt good to be back on the Daily Faceoff YouTube. If you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button because you won't want to miss another good run of shows next week. Frank, you enjoy the weekend. That Will it feature Phillies baseball? Does the series start? No, not until Monday. So a nice, a nice stress-free weekend from Frank. No sweating it out at the bank. Yeah, just sweating in other ways. That's all. <laughs> Enjoy a full Saturday night of hockey, everybody. We'll be back Monday, noon Eastern, to break it all down. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.